This episode is going to be directed to the girls that find themselves in the space between. I'm talking about that space in between college and being married. It's a space that is not often addressed. It's a space that's sometimes often forgotten, but it's such a beautiful stage when all these incredible things can happen. Our culture tells you either in college or you're kind of waiting for the next step with marriage and having babies. But we we kind of forget or discard or don't give enough attention to this beautiful stage of in-between college and marriage years. So this is going to have a lot of applicable truths if you are single in general, if you are newly married, or kind of anywhere in between. But I'm talking directly to my friends who are in between that college and marriage stage. There's so much excitement to this, and I don't want you to just be rushing to the next thing. I want you to savor this beautiful space. So I'm going to dissect the things I wish I knew when I was in this stage. My name is Katie Bulmer, a former heartbroken and hungover sorority girl. After I stopped looking for love in all the wrong fraternity boys, God blessed me with a husband who shows Christ's love to me every single day. We are parents of two daughters and thousands of others nationwide, and my heart behind everything I do is to give you truths. The world is screaming at you a bunch of lies, and I don't want you to hear those loud voices. I want you to hear the true voices. Grab your earbuds, grab a chai tea, and let's talk about some truth for your 20s. Here is the review of the week. If you are new to the podcast, I love reading your words, your reviews on the podcast. So if you take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review, I'd love to read your words aloud on the next podcast. But this review is from Lauren Page. Lauren says, Katie Bulmer has truly changed my life. Oh, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) She says, learning how to navigate the crazy stuff as a 21-year-old isn't easy, especially when you throw a breakup after four years into the mix. However, each episode, I am left feeling so encouraged, empowered, and determined to walk more like Jesus. I think every 20-something needs to listen to this podcast. I promise you will love it as much as I do. Oh, Lauren, you're the sweetest human in the entire world. Thank you so much for those kind words. And thank you to all of you who leave a review. All right, I'm really excited about this episode, how to make the most of your single life, how to navigate that space in between college and marriage. We are going to tackle all the things. Here we go. All right, my graduated college friends, maybe you have a job, maybe you've gone back and you lived in your parents' basement. (laughs) It doesn't matter where you are geographically or in your job or wherever. So I know every time you come home for Christmas, your mama and your Aunt Melba are asking you if you have a boyfriend. And you're like, for the love of turkey, I'm going to strangle you. I will let you know when I have a boyfriend, right? I've been there. (laughs) But I want you to instead kind of switch this thinking. And so no, Aunt Melba, I don't yet have a boyfriend. But what instead I am doing is I'm becoming the best version of myself. Because when you do get married, henceforth and forevermore, if things work out well, you have someone that you live with, someone who, right or wrong, just has expectations. And and this isn't like to say you owe anyone anything. I'm simply saying you live with another human. You don't get to just go backpacking to Europe on a whim. You don't get to just 
have no responsibilities because you have to bring Rice Krispie treats to the kids' assembly on Thursday. Becoming a wife and then becoming a mother is wonderful, but it is a host of responsibilities that you do not have in your single time. So I wrote down, let's see, I think about five different things, five different areas of your life that I wish someone would have told me would have been set me up for a better marriage, set me up to become a better human, and bonus Isn't it a million times more attractive when you are the person that you want to be? When you're not worried about getting a boyfriend, you're focused on becoming this incredible human. I'm just saying, it also gives you bonus points of becoming incredibly attractive. All right, so number one, get out of debt. Okay, this is tricky. I would have told you when I was a 20-year-old self, oh, it's fine, I can spend whatever I want because one day I'll get married and Prince Charming will be rich and he'll pay off all my debts. Or I will be a millionaire right out of graduation and make tons of money. That is adorable and a lot of people think this way, but reality shows us that but 70% of grown-ups live paycheck to paycheck. The majority of Americans could not handle a $5,000 or more emergency. So like if your tires go out, or a big appliance dies in your kitchen, that's a $5,000 emergency that most people could not cover without going into debt. Debt leads to so many other complicated things because down the road, you want to be able to live in financial freedom. So my husband and I live debt-free and we decided this actually when we were engaged that we were gonna, this was gonna be a goal. So when we were early married, We lived off of his income. He was a youth pastor at the time, so we weren't exactly ballers, but I was in advertising and we used all of my paycheck to go toward paying off debt. First, we had to pay off, we had $20,000 in either car debt or school debt. So we paid off that $20,000 and then we saved up a down payment to buy our first home. And let me tell you, this was very hard because everyone we knew who was also getting married at this time, who was also buying big brick houses in the suburbs and also getting brand new cars. And we lived in this teeny tiny little duplex and I couldn't help but like, hmm, are we, are we doing the right thing? And our family would even kind of poke fun at us. Like Katie's got this good job in advertising. You have two incomes. Why are you still living in this teeny tiny little duplex? You guys, the duplex was so small. I would plug in the vacuum and I could vacuum the whole entire house with that one plug, like it was little, (laughs) but we lived there for right at two years and we're able to pay off $20,000 worth of debt and save up to put a down payment on our house. That was the first two years of our marriage, which I am convinced set us up for success long-term. Now we have been married 15 years and looking back that first two years decision-making led us to never go into any more debt. We just developed habits that were healthy. We have saved up for every one of our cars. And I want you to hear, you know, we have never made tons of money. This is all about habits, not your income. So we're able to save up to buy our cars. And then when we're able to put that big chunk of money as a down payment on our house, our mortgage was a lot lower than what our neighbors paid. So we we were paying actually almost the same amount as we were paying for this little bitty duplex as we were paying for our house because we were able to save up a down payment. Now, what that led us to is eventually when we had babies, I was able to be a stay-at-home mom and we could live singly off Brian's youth pastor income. That was our only income, but it was okay because at that point we had no debt, our mortgage payments were low, and we had just developed habits of living within our means. 
So for three years, I stayed home with our brand new babies. And when I did go back to work, it was only part-time when they were in that half-day preschool thing from eight to noon. So what I want you to see is when you make these decisions early, it sets you up for such a beautiful future. Now, I know what you're saying, Katie, but you made that decision once you already got married. Here is why it's so important when you're single. Wouldn't it be great if you met said amazing guy and he doesn't have any debt? Wouldn't it be great if he met you and you don't have any debt? Because when you have zero debt, then you can get married and put both of your incomes toward go ahead and putting that down payment on a house. Go ahead and purchasing the washer and dryer that you've always hoped and dreamed of, whatever it can be. It doesn't have to go toward college loans or paying off that car that you don't really need. You've already paid off all of your debts. You've already tackled that in the two years before you met Prince Charming. And I am no mathematician, but all the numbers will tell you the younger you start, the better. So if you can go ahead and get out of debt and put, gosh, $100 a month towards savings, you're going to be so much better off than if you wait till you're 30 and 40 and then get out of debt and then start saving. Let me tell you something. Life does not get any less expensive. Life just gets more expensive because when you get married and have kids, kids are expensive. Being married, you have things to go to. You have obligations. When you are young, you might even still be under your parents' insurance or get help with them somehow. Even if you have a small, low-income job, you still have so much less expenses than when you will have when you are married with children. Use this precious time to pay off debt, live within your means. I promise it will set you up for a better future. Okay, number two, go to the gym. Now, before you turn off this podcast, let me tell you something. The gym is 100% less about the way you look than about the way you feel. Getting healthy, getting strong adds to confidence. When you look at yourself in the mirror and you like that reflection, you can conquer the world, girl. Like it's so empowering to be able to go to the gym and lift a little bit more than you could lift last week, to run a little bit longer than you can run last week. You get stronger in your body and you get stronger in your mind. Not to mention, it's a really cool way to meet friends. When we were kind of in between churches at one point, our gym became like our community. That was our people. Those were the people that were like, come on, you got this. Those are the people that were encouraging us. It was truly, you know, I've heard this said from more than one person that a gym can kind of become a community because think about it. You're going through hard things together. You're, you're lifting more than you thought you can lift. You're staying longer in that plank than you thought you could. And there's friends beside you who believe in you. It's really a cool thing going to the gym. It builds confidence You can meet a great community. And side note, there's probably cute guys there. But don't look yet. We have three more points to talk about making the best of your single life. Single friends, get out of debt, go to the gym, and sign up for that thing. By thing, I mean that class or that club or that trip to Zimbabwe. I just made up Zimbabwe. But my point is there is a group or a club for almost everything. I have a friend who is part of a paddleboard group. Like, I didn't know that existed. But what a cool group to be a part of. You can take salsa dancing, maybe cooking classes. Here in Chattanooga, there is a group that leads bicycle tours at all the local parks. How cool is that? So just whatever interests you, 
sign up, see if there's classes. You know what? There is Google for that. You can find any type of class or group or club doing cool things. Another bonus, guess what? You are going to meet people who are also interested in said cooking class or whatever it is. Another bonus, there might be cute guys there. Here's what I want you to hear in all this. I'm not telling you to do these things to find your boo. I'm telling you to become the best version of yourself because going to the bar and making questionable decisions and making meeting other people who are doing the same thing don't always make the best relationships. However, people who are becoming the best rock star version of the human being they are made to be, guess what? They are going to meet other rock star humans who are living their best life. And who knows, they might be taking salsa classes. Check it out. I don't know. Go build a house at Habitat for Humanity. All I'm saying is probably going to be better than meeting dudes at the bar. I hope you are enjoying this episode. I just want to interrupt real quick to let you know, I would love to have these conversations with you one-on-one. I am offering online mentoring. It's kind of like a coffee date through the screens that are our phones. Everything you see me do, whether that's speaking or podcasting, all started with coffee dates with my college student friends. I have been a mentor in one way or another for almost 15 years. It would be my absolute pleasure to be able to be your mentor as well. Rates are as low as $35 a session. And if you get a month of mentoring, you get a session free. Super affordable, super easy to book. Check out all the details at katiebolmer.life. Okay, fourth thing you can do to become the best version of yourself. We talked about getting out of debt, going to the gym, signing up for that thing. Also, I know this one is going to get a little bit of pushback. Go to counseling. Here is one thing I know. We all need some time on a counselor's couch. I went to counseling for the first time after I was already married and had kids. And while it's helpful to go at any point in your life, I would argue it is way more beneficial to do before you get married. I heard a quote one time that said, there are no marriage problems. There are single people problems in a marriage. What if you could just talk through all that stuff? Talk to a counselor about childhood issues or fears you have. You know, we all have some sort of baggage. But if you're able to work through that before you get married, again, best version of yourself, right? That is so much more attractive. You know, we talked about getting out of debt. This is getting out of emotional debt. Go ahead and work through all that junk, sister. We all got it. There is no shame in going to a counselor and your single time is the best time to do it. The fifth thing to do in your amazing in-between time is grow in your faith. Listen, our romance culture has not done us any favors. We think that a man is going to come and complete us, right? That was the famous line from Jerry Maguire. We think that we will worry about our faith when we become a grandma. Like we want to, yeah, Jesus, you're cool. I dig you. But can you just stay over there and don't get in the way of me having any fun? I know I have been there. Here is why I want to challenge that thinking. Who are you looking for? What is your dream guy? Is he someone who leads your family spiritually? Is he someone who you can count on to honor you as a child of God? Is he someone who loves you, not because you always deserve it, but because he looks to the example that Jesus gave us of loving no matter what? 
the king of the universe who could have called a thousand angels down to take his place on the cross took our place instead. And he said, love others like I have loved you. That is the example of love. And I don't know how any other human can truly, truly love another human unless they know the author of love himself. Like God created this selfless, sacrificial, I want to outserve you no matter what type of love. And if we don't understand that, then how can we truly love each other? So back to my point, what are you looking for in that guy? Are you looking for a guy who loves you like Jesus loves you, loves you sacrificially? Then I argue he needs to grow in his faith. He needs to understand more about this insane, incredible, reckless love that God models for us. And guess what? That kind of guy is looking for a girl who is growing in her faith too. One of my favorite visuals is a triangle and it has God at the top of the triangle and man and woman down at the bottom. And if they are both growing in their faith, like eye on the prize, not even looking to the left or right at guys or girls, but keeping their eyes up toward Jesus and growing in their faith, then they meet at the top of the triangle. You can't see me, but my hands are like going up in this triangle shaped motion because at the top of that triangle, ooh, that is good romance. That is two people who know so well the beautiful sacrificial, I want to serve you no matter what type of love that Jesus modeled for us. Whew, all right. So let me do a recap. When you are in this single time, it is the best time to get out of debt to go to the gym, not because of the way it makes you look, but because of the way it makes you feel. Sign up for that class. Go on that trip. Go to counseling. Grow in your faith. And here are the pushbacks I want to go ahead and address. One of those pushbacks might be, okay, that sounds good, Katie, but that sounds like a lot of work. Right now, I just kind of want to live my life. I've been mentoring high school and college students for about 15 years. I have never met a girl who says that they don't want all of this stuff. You want a guy who has gone to counseling and worked through all the things. He's gone to the gym and got healthy. He's debt free and he is involved with all the things that set his heart on fire. Doesn't that sound hot? If you think this sounds attractive, guess what? It is attractive when you do those things as well. Again, like I said at the beginning, what is more attractive? A girl who is sitting at home desperate for likes on her bikini picture and desperate for another date on, what are the apps, Bumble, whatever? (laughs) Or a girl who is becoming the best rock star, beautiful version of herself. I'm telling you, a hundred out of a hundred times, it is the girl who's becoming the best version of herself. Now, here's the other pushback. Well, Katie, this is interesting, but that's going to narrow my dating pool. Yes, it is going to narrow your dating pool. The guy at the bar who is sloppy drunk and wants to take you home for one night is no longer an eligible bachelor for you. You are welcome. Your dating pool is now smaller. You are now focused on what matters on an amazing human because you are also an amazing human and you're no longer settling for any more junk. So yes, your dating pool is smaller. You are welcome. Here's the other pushback. Oh, Katie... But what if I never get married? Y'all, if you have heard me talk in one of your schools, here is what I always say. You are an infant. 
I can still smell the Similac on your breath. You need to be rocked to sleep at night. Do not tell me I will never find the person I'm looking for because you are becoming the person you're looking for. Don't you think he is looking for that rock star person? Yes, he is. I just turned 40 years old. I looked through my Facebook friends just as a little experiment to see how many people my age did not get married who wanted to. You guys, it was two people. Two people out of the however many Facebook friends I have. I did the math on that. That is a 0.004% chance that you will not get married. However, do you know how many friends I have that are divorced on their second or third marriage facing custody battles through the kids? Those are friends who did not have high standards in dating. If you want to, I, I know there's not a guarantee in life, but I think it is far more likely that you will lower your standards and get married just to get married, which, oh my gosh, can we also talk about how we romanticize the wedding and not the marriage? How billions of dollars are spent on the wedding industry and so few people invest anything on the marriage. You guys, the marriage is what matters. You can go to the courthouse and pay 50 bucks for a marriage license and you are just as married as the person who had a million dollar wedding. I know the Instagram pictures are exciting when you have that ring on your finger, but that is such a temporary thing. What you need to think about is who is going to be standing beside me when I'm 40, when I have babies spit up on me. What about that person? What characterizes that kind of human that will be beside you 50 years down the road? Not just for some cute Instagram pictures. Oh my word, please think long term with me. It's about the marriage, not the wedding. Okay, last thing I'm going to say. You're like, okay, well, maybe I will find a good guy, but quote unquote, there are no good guys or I haven't been able to find them. I get it. Here is my best example of that. When my husband bought a silver Camry, trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> when my husband bought a silver Camry, I would have told you it is just as popular as any other car on the road. What I learned after he bought that car, it is actually the second most popular car on the road, second only to the Honda Accord. So after he bought that car, I started noticing them more, right? Everywhere I went, oh, hey, is that Brian? Silver Camrys are actually everywhere. But before he bought that car, I would have told you, I don't know, they're just as common as any other car, or I don't know, they don't exist. I never saw them. My point is, you don't see the good guys. You don't see the admirable guys who are living this countercultural ways, perhaps because you aren't looking for them. As we said before, I'm not saying good guys are not at the bar, but you are more likely to find them chasing things that interest you, growing in your faith, becoming who you're looking for is looking for. All right, so we talked about five ways to become the best version of yourself. Talked about all the possible pushbacks. And last thing I'm going to do to wrap this all up is do not idolize marriage. Sure, you might get married to an awesome, amazing guy and have tons of babies and change this world because your marriage is so stinking beautiful. But maybe instead you change the world with your incredible career. Or maybe you develop a passion for painting or I don't know, poetry, something you're awesome at that you didn't even know. These years are not wasted. If you think you're in a dead-end job, guess what? Those skills might be used later in life to do something awesome. 
If you think you are in a tough situation with some roommates, maybe that situation is going to be used for something amazing later too. When I first graduated college, I worked in TV advertising and it was a cool job and everything, but there were so many skills I had no idea would one day be useful. But I learned how to use Photoshop back when Photoshop was like on one of its early versions. I learned how to edit commercials. I learned how to do voiceovers and see how all of that is used right now for social media when I advertise my speaking events for doing this podcast right now. I was 23 years old in a job that didn't pay much and those skills were used for what I'm doing now. What I want you to know is Everything that's happening right now will be used later. The skills, the passions, the people you are surrounded with, it is all part of a bigger picture. Enjoy this precious time in your life and don't rush to the next thing. You are awesome right where you're planted. Did you enjoy this episode? Did I say anything that resonated with you? It would mean the world to me to hear your feedback. Just take a screenshot of this episode, share it on Instagram, tag me so I can thank you, or you can share from Spotify. They make it really easy to share the link to your Snapchat Facebook or Instagram. Share it with a friend, but just please help us share it because as I said a million times, sorority girls are trendsetters and it would mean the world for you to help me get the word out about this podcast. Thanks for joining me friends and I hope that you're walking away today with some truth for your 20s.